This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back live, and we are back to discuss the taming of the trues. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuned into the flagship show live, available every Sunday at 8pm and on demand thereafter. Joining me fresh from a trip, a local trip for him, Seb Brown, uh, just down the road for him and fresh from a little excursion away, Joe Fairs, resplendent in the new away shirt, which looks excellent in the flesh and looks excellent on you. How are you guys doing? You all right? Good, yep. Nice little rush dash back from Norfolk yeah. to get back in time for the live show. That's what we want. Seb, you good? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Like you say, my, my home game of the season up here, so a nice easy one to get to. And uh, yeah, cracking day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we'll talk lots more about that. But as we said right at the, stop, uh, right at the start, we are live and we want to hear from you. There are a lot of folk in the chat, so thank you for that. AD, um, good to see you with us. Thoroughly enjoyed his Shrewsbury away in a great atmosphere. Um, evening to Charlie, evening to Tony, evening to Dan, Gary, David, Stubbsy. Hey, what a fab Saturday. Hi, folks. Rodders, let's see if I can watch whilst walking the dog. Safety first. Uh, Brendan, evening to you. What a great time to be a town fan. We're keeping it keeping it on the on the even keel here. This is we're not getting too excited. I've yeah, well, I've actually just booked an open top bus, Rich. For, <laughs> Joe's got the printing already sorted. That's good. Um, MW, oh, there you go. Everyone's doing the stuff, so I don't have to. Um, oh, Anthony, I've seen that one as well. Let's keep it even, Keel, guys. We want to hear from you, though. Get your stuff in the chats. Um, any observations, any questions, any thoughts from Saturday, anything looking ahead um, to the week to come. Barnsley, obviously, next weekend as well. So keen to get your thoughts on that. But let's jump straight into it, guys. I mean, um, Seb, we were there on Saturday. We saw um, plenty of folk. We were travelling with Mullet, and we saw Geraint, and we saw Matt is um, writing a book about um, World Cup '94, which I thoroughly recommend. I'll retweet that later on. Who else did we see? Plenty of there people. There were loads of South Southwest guys were in the pub, weren't they? It was a uh, yeah. Loads of town shirts as as, as we arrived, and, and and great to chat to everyone pre-match. I had a nice a nice beer with everybody before we head off to the game. It was a yeah, really really cracking away day, wasn't it? 
yeah, given the trains and all that fun stuff, logistics, um, good traveling numbers as always. My first, my first trip to Shrewsbury. So um, it was, I mean, yeah, it's a standard kind of League One away day, but it's a little bit more used to football than Forest Green, certainly. Uh, in terms of what we were discussing pre-match, guys, I mean, the lineups um, gave us a little bit of intrigue. Let me put the teams up for you here. Um, five changes from the team that defeated Burton and Joe. What are you, what are you talking about when it comes to these these changes here? Anything jump out for you that you want to discuss? Um, I, I, I thought it was too many changes. I'll, I'll sort of okay. put that out there now. I'll, I'll admit Ooh. that I said that pre-game, Whoa. so I don't want to sort of don't question McKenna. I, I put that in the chat, but I guess you can. Let's like, say George Edmondson out, Cameron Burgess in. I think that's purely George Edmondson didn't really have much of a pre-season. He missed a lot of that. He's He still looks like he's feeling his ankle in some of the games he's played and the chance to give him a effectively a week and a half off is a good thing to take. And also playing three games in a week is tough for him. And it was that one there. I think Vincent Young in for Jackson, I think as well as Jackson did on Tuesday night, it's still a more natural... It's not a natural position for him there, is it? And I think we needed him later in the game. But I think the interesting one was Tyrese John Jewell starting mm. up front instead of Freddie Ladapo. Seeing himself as a striker. He sort of says he's a striker. He's I say spoiler alert, he did he played well as a striker, didn't he, <laughs> yesterday? And and while we're we saw McKenna's quotes, didn't we, last week about um we're not necessarily looking for a number nine. We're looking for a certain profile of player that gives us something different. There's the rumoured sort of frustrations that we're getting on the George Hurst search. Um, or George Hurst Hunt, I should say. <laughs> and maybe it's a it was a good time to have a look at Ladapo there to see whether he can be considered as an option for the number nine shirt and we look for a different type of attacking player to play there. And yeah, that was a the the real interesting one for me there. Yeah, I mean we'll talk about you you've already alluded to it, so I'm sure folk know what happened yesterday anyway, but we'll we'll talk through it. Ironic, Seb, that you know Ladapo's worked really hard. Everyone's been raving about you know his endeavor but a little bit anxious about him getting on the gold trail and ironically you know John Jewel comes in and scores straight away which sods the door isn't it yeah football is about taking your chances isn't it you know he ran himself into the ground against MK on that really really hot day had a couple of chances in midweek where he's through and he puts one wide it kind of bobbles wide because he can't get it out of his feet and the other one where the heavy touch lets it run through to the keeper and yeah I guess McKenna wants to see what John Jules can, can do in that kind of role you know, we've seen him in the the more withdrawn role, either out kind of on the left or in the number ten position. I don't think we've really seen him as an, an out and out kind of striker yet. But he, yeah, he, he looked really, really good. We'll discuss the game as we go through. But I was I was really impressed with him and saw saw stuff that I hadn't seen from him before. And yeah, does it does it make that striker search slightly slightly less important? And also important that we play him being a you know a Premier League loanee. Arsenal haven't sent him in not to feature. So I guess you know we've got to give him game time. And if he keeps if he's taking his chance, the shirt I guess is his now. And and, and we'll see what happens moving forward Charlie he's mentioned KVY any thoughts on his inclusion obviously Burns misses out probably out of caution rather than anything else with with his injury history there um, Edwards a possible option there Jackson even was discussed as well but Vincent Young gets the nod your thoughts on that one well, he's, he's the natural replacement. If you're looking at natural positions, you know, KVY is the natural kind of right wing back in the squad as a, as a reserve. Edwards, we found out at the back end of last year, was training to be the Wes Burns replacement. But like Edmondson, you know, he missed a, a large chunk of last season. He had a bit of a knock in pre-season and missed a few games, didn't he? So I guess he's playing catch up a little bit with his fitness. So it, it makes sense to, to play Vincent Young in that kind of that kind of game and that kind of position. You know, it's, it's, it's his natural role and he, he deserved to get the, the run out. And I don't like to boost your 
ego much, Seb. Um, but let's talk Shrewsbury. I'll put the teams back up again. And pretty much as you guys called it, isn't it? Yeah, identical. Yeah, I mean, that's not really much in-depth analysis. That just shows sure. that Shrewsbury haven't got the biggest squad in the world. You know, True. That, that, that was the side. It was unchanged, against, yeah. Unchanged from Tuesday night against Derby. Yeah, they drew nil-nil with Derby on Tuesday night. Didn't make any subs in that game, which explains maybe why they were a bit flat and why they were kind of a bit a bit knackered. But that was the lineup as, as predicted. And it, it set out exactly as we thought. We thought they'd be very organised, very compact. We thought the back three would sit, the two midfielders would sit. And we were concerned about breaking them down. But in all honesty, we, we didn't really have any of those issues in the game. No, well, let's go into it. I mean, Seb, talk us through the, the kind of match action because we've, we've kind of talked about KBY there. He's going to get involved straight away from the kickoff, isn't he? Well, not the kickoff, but... Yeah, six, six, seven minutes in, was it? Yeah, I mean, I've... I've... Yeah, the, the ref yesterday, I think, was a, a, a new low for officiating. He was a, it was a late call-up, wasn't he? A late replacement. Was he? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to the actual uh, ref that was appointed. But this guy was a, a late step-in, I saw, on, on the TWTD match report. Oh. But yeah, KVY, he's, he's out on the... On, well, I think Morsey pings the ball across to him. He sticks his leg out and takes a touch, which takes it away from the keeper. And you think, for all the world, he's going to roll the ball home. We're often running in the, the first 10 minutes, just like we were against MK Dons. And then Flanagan goes in, and it looks to be the most most surefire penalty and red card you will see because he the, the rules are now that obviously it's a red card if you don't make an attempt to play the ball he can't make a valid attempt to play the ball because he's coming in from behind and bizarrely the ref just kind of you know waves play on and we're all absolutely dumbfounded Chaplin I think was the closest to the ref on the on the uh, in the at the edge of the D and he was giving him pelters and it just I, I, it was a new a new standout in in League One officiating. I mean I've I've seen it back obviously on the highlights and the the YouTube channels and mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's 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 a night it's a stone wall. It's a penalty and a red card. I presume because it was so early in the game, you know, it's a big call to make so so soon into the game. If it happens in the seventy sixth minute as opposed to the sixth minute, does the ref give it? I don't know, but it was just a, a, an absolute. It was it was a travesty. I've, I've not, I don't think I've seen a more nailed on penalty for an awful, awful long time. It I, I haven't it. seen it back, but on the Telegram chat, there is talk from a couple of guys on there that on the Town in 5 video that's just been released in the last hour, they show an angle where it does actually he does actually get a toe onto the ball, the defender. But I haven't seen that, and I don't know oh. how he's got a toe on the ball without going through. He goes through him, yeah. yeah. I've so seen so the he's got to have gone yeah. through him effectively. So whatever it is, it's still a penalty. It's still a red card because you can't make a genuine attempt to win the ball if you've got to go through the player to get there in the first place. But it's one of those ones where it, it didn't matter because of the rest of the game. But if that's a, if that's a tighter game and you you sort of end up drawing a game or dropping points there, then it's, then it's a massive moment in the season, which is lucky we've, we've got there. There you go, Joe. Joe, a fellow Joe. Joe Fares speaks the truth. I mean, on lots of different matters, Joe Fares speaks the truth. We know that <laughs> here. We're very happy to have Joe's truth bombs being played all over the place. And Joe, do you want to talk to us about 20-odd minutes in? Because, you know, th- we've, we've already um, bigged him up, kind of previously talking about the lineups. I mean, what a firstly, what a great tracking back and interception to win the ball from John Jules, isn't it, in the first place? Talk us through yeah, the first is, is it Luke Leahy, the captain, who's sort of taking the ball out and John Jules just uses that pace and just catches him out, but doesn't just catch him out, wins the ball, knocks him over, gets the ball, and then just starts to pull and just accelerate away from him. And then because the midfield has been caught out, they're, they're really just sort of a bit flat at the back and it's Dunkley, isn't it? A player that I think we were linked with a lot last year and Jules just drops his shoulder and totally sits him down on the deck, doesn't he? And then just passes it into the bottom corner. Like, great tracking back, lovely bit of skill, lovely 
confidence just running dead straight with the ball at players and fear. It just puts fear into defenders, doesn't it? They don't know whether to commit, whether to back off. And he just made it look, he made what was a sort of a nothing chance, really, from when he picks the ball up in the halfway line, turn into a, looks like an easy finish, but no, it's really good. And I guess we probably didn't, I mean, we, we, we can all pretend that we know lots about Tyrese John Jules, but I guess most of us thought that we'd get someone with pace and, you know, a little bit of trickery, certainly. But I'm not sure any of us expected maybe these goals. But Nick Hayes was the co-commentator and he says that John Jules has scored a similar one in preseason and sat him down on his ass like he did for Dunkley. So, you know, Seb, he's got in his locker, to use the cliche. Yeah, and you can tell he's come from a, a, a Premier League kind of academy and Premier League training, can't you? His, his touch and his awareness and his, his composure to roll the ball home. He just he had some moments yesterday where you could tell he was he was really from higher up the higher up the food chain, higher up the pyramid, and I, I thought he did really well. It was a lovely goal. Uh, important that we scored at that time because you know we were we were dominating the play, and and as we know sometimes these games they do start to drag, you do start to get a little bit edgy, but we were in complete control, weren't we, from pretty much the kickoff, and it was well deserved given how we played how we played that first 20, 25 minutes. And in terms of, I mean, if, if I was to be overly critical, Seb, it didn't feel to me like we were entirely like ticking you know, on all cylinders. To me, the the wide players, you know, we'll yeah. talk about Leaf Davis. We've talked about KV White already. Um, it took a while for the Harness-Davis partnership to kind of renew itself, having made rotation on Tuesday. But KV White, to me, got a little bit lost quite a lot of the, the first half. Didn't really know where to be. Danassian obviously used to Burns overlapping him and, and even cutting inside from him. And what, what was your kind of take on the wide positions? Because, yeah, that was my take anyway. Do you agree? Yeah, those who didn't really get going, Davis and, and, and KVY in the first half, did they? We had about three or four opportunities down that left-hand side where Davis was kind of played in and the ball was just massively overhit, wasn't it? And it would roll out for a for a Shrewsbury goal kick. So I, I, I don't know what if Davis wasn't on the, the same wavelength as the likes of Evans and and uh, Burgess that were pinging those balls out there. And, and on the right, KVY, I mean, Danassian's used to that searing pace, isn't he, of Burns? So he'll play a, a through ball for Burns to really turn the engines on and, and, and bomb past the fullback and get to the byline. There were a few times when KVY I didn't really know if he should go or not. He was kind of, you know, on the halfway line, not sure what to do, and we kind of lost that natural, that natural output. But, but, but apart from that, you know, it was a, it was a, a really good performance. They were knocking the ball around really nicely in in midfield. John John Jules was making things kind of happen and stick up front. Chaplin was everywhere, wasn't he? He was back to his energetic kind of best, buzzing around all over the pitch. It's a bit sloppy in the first half, though, wasn't he? I thought Chaplin, but he gave the ball away a few times, yeah. Um, but the runs he was making were really intelligent. Harness was trying to get into the game a little bit with without much success but it was just a, a really comfortable performance I was expecting a lot more from Shrewsbury I know they weren't going to be as direct as, as Burton are but I was kind of expecting them to you know be organized and kind of you know try and frustrate us and stuff but they just from the from the get-go there were so many unforced errors where their players were you know making simple passes and the ball was going out for throw-ins and stuff and they just didn't look at it all, all, all day did they but how much is how much is that though because you know watching back on the highlights and maybe I wasn't conscious of it during the game we talked about John Jules pressing to get to, you know, to make the first goal. We were quite energetic. Harness, I thought, was was everywhere. Morsey does his usual job. Evans now as well. You know, we keep talking about how Evans is making that you know that centre midfield position alongside Morsey his own as well. Part of Shrewsbury not being able to get up and firing was was us, wasn't it? Yeah, but there were unforced errors as well, weren't they? They were doing, you know, they'd, they'd have a free kick and it would just simply People was kicking the ball out a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, things yeah. would sail over our bar and sail out of play and stuff. And I just thought they were from the... I know we were controlling the game and, and kind of dominating play and we, we stepped it up a gear even more in the second half and we really looked to get the fullbacks involved, especially down the left with Davis. But I just was expecting more from them, I guess, 
the Tuesday night took it out of them. They, I think Cotterill came out afterwards and said, physically, we, we just couldn't compete. They're so much better than us with better players, etc. You know, And I guess we just kept them at arm's length for the first 45 minutes, kind of toyed them a little bit, went into the break with our rewards. And, and, and we kind of thought, OK, well, if we can get a relatively early goal in the second half, this could be 2-3. And that's what happens, Joe, isn't it? And I mentioned Davis. He's got a critical role here, isn't he? Yeah, nice bit of football again. Um, it's Cameron Burgess, isn't it, who has the ball sort of in a sort of forward position on that on that left hand side and he fires the ball into Harness. Harness just quickly flicks the ball around the corner to Davis. But not just he doesn't just do that. He then runs off the back of Davis and there's men running everywhere. You can you can see why these teams are struggling to defend against us because there's so much movement off the ball and so you sort of harness goes that way and Davis sort of rather than go back to him sort of sort of starts to edge that way and then just drives inside, pings the ball into Chaplin's feet and it is a firm pass it's like get control of that if you can and (laughs) Chaplin perfect first touch sweeps at home and a really really good finish as well it's one of those ones that on that on the angle the eye follow angle it looked like uh, it looked like maybe the keeper could get over there a little bit but when you watch it back from the other angles that the club had tweeted out really really good finish and I think Chaplin is around that box he's so dangerous isn't he and that's got a few goals like that where it's just one touch bang hit it hits it accurately hits it powerfully hits it sort of into the corners and really good goal probably are and another goal from the left hand side we're sort of talking about how reliant we were on the right hand side it's another goal from the last season it's another goal from the left hand side this year and both the goals against Forest Green came from out that way again today again yesterday there's goals from out that way as well and, and uh, Nick Hayes was the co-commentator for. He's if you watch the the uh, the I follow highlights that the club stuck on their YouTube. Nick Hayes is the, the third choice keeper. Is doing the co-coms and he he kind of wonders whether Morosi should get a hand on it, a better hand on this seven keep it out. But he also then kind of says, well, Chapman kind of reversed it on him. And I think Morosi is expecting the ball maybe to go the opposite corner or maybe straight down his throat. And Morosi's obviously wrong footed at that point and he gets a hand on it and but he's only keeping it on the post. It's great technique from Chapman. And we Brilliant you know, technique. see yeah, this, don't we, from him. It's the touch, like Joe said, that makes it, you know, that first touch sets himself. And then, like Joe said, around that area, he's so deadly. He's probably the one player you'd want it to fall to. And the placement is superb right in the corner. The keeper, like I say, like you said, maybe gets a hand to it, but he can't keep it out. It's a it's a great, great finish. Uh, really good, that first touch to set himself. And that's what made the made the goal, that, that beautiful first touch. And, and Greg Davis at that point was was tearing them apart, wasn't he? You know, down that down that right-hand side, DaCosta couldn't, down that left-hand side, DaCosta couldn't couldn't stay with him. And he was he had two or three opportunities where he was just breaking at will. And, and we, we saw a lot of a lot of um, positive things down that side. Talk us through the, um, the the rest of the match action up to the to the third goal, Seb, because you know I, uh, we reflected and and was sort of discussing how how utterly dominant we were. You know, Shrewsbury we need to say had a, a couple of goes from set pieces, didn't they? But you know, apart from a ball that maybe wrong footed Walton very briefly, there is very little work for him to be doing. He's 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 dropped the shoulder on someone, didn't he? Chasing in on him yeah. as well, which is always fun. A little bit of jeopardy there, but. I, I guess again, I'm 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 here as the Grinch. I'm not chanting about the P word until it's the calendar year 2023, guys. That's that's just me. So I'm, and Kieran McKenna gave a really excellent post-match interview as well, talking about you know as good a performance as it was. There's bits we can improve, and I guess there's there's not masses and masses of clear-cut chances. It's not as if you know whilst we had the the lion's share of the chances and the possession. We're not talking about a five or a six nil here, which conceivably it could be if we'd created maybe more chances. What, what's your reflection on that? Am I being too critical? 
Uh, we like you said, we didn't create that that much more, you know, that many more chances. We we dominated the play. It was over five hundred passes, I think, yesterday, sixty seven percent possession. So we just simply kept the ball. And like I said in the in earlier on, we, we kept Shrewsbury at arm's length really. They didn't threaten. I think their first shot on effort was their first shot on goal was in the the 90 plus minute wasn't it that that long range we all kind of ironically cheered and we made a few changes and I guess that broke the rhythm a little bit Aluko comes on and Edwards comes onto the number 10 position and and yeah we just kept the ball kept toying with them kept passing it around created a few bits here and there but um but but it wasn't a game where we you know we're looking back and thinking oh we should have scored four five six in that game we where the xg was what 1.1.7 was it 1.8 1.9 or something it wasn't you know it was below the actual the actual number of goals scored and we just toyed with them kept the ball made a few subs when we need to to get rest people and uh, it was very very comfortable it's one of those games though when you looked at it half time though and it's 1-0 and it's like you feel like you've let them off the hook a bit only going in 1-0 and not not by creating a lot of chances but almost like you say toying with them just passing it passing it around not pushing to try and get that second goal and it really felt like there's something McKenna's spoken a lot about sort of in in the pre-season like keeping that tempo high and trying to get those second goals because too many times at the end of the season it was sort of 1-0 and we ended up conceding at games like Shrewsbury last year but it did feel like as soon as they came out after the second half that they'd had a bit of a not rocket but a sort of a bit of a reminder that you need to get Mm. the tempo up and you need to get the second goal ASAP because otherwise 1-0 it only takes one mistake it only takes Sam Morsey who'd already been on a yellow and they were clapping yeah. into him reacting badly to one of those to to get sent off and all of a sudden you're you're really up against it and but like I say you look at the the way we just stop other teams creating chance I know Burton was a bit of an aberration on Tuesday a totally different game but games against MK Dons this game Bolton there's periods of sort of 50 60 minutes where the other team doesn't even have a single shot yeah they're not the top 20 guys mentioned that about MK, didn't they? That was it was a great start. I think it was 50 minutes between MK having shots on our goal um, last weekend. Uh, and we need to reflect here that I mean, Burton was maybe a little bit of an outlier, a different type of game. And we've obviously talked about that. If you want to head um, onto the channel and, and check out our post-match review of uh, the Burton game and, and maybe our assessment of that. But we need to remember here, it's two 3-0 victories in, well, out of three, isn't it? And another clean sheet as well, guys, as well, you know. Um, it's easy to be critical, I guess, and I'm sure McKenna will want more from us. But realistically, we've you know, can't complain too too much, can we? And in terms of the timings of the goals, Joe, as you mentioned, you know, we've we've got in front, probably deserved it on the balance of play, and then just got it total dominance, got the goal after halftime as well, and then Seb said keep them at arm's length, and then Seb, to, as the clock is ticking down. What I loved about this move as well, and we did this a couple of times during the matches, we didn't panic when we had when they got the ball around their penalty area, and rather than just force an effort, we passed it, didn't we? We went looking for something. There was always movement. There was overlapping, and you know, Luco's going to get involved in this goal here. But partly, it's it's what Morsey does, I think, in this move that that makes me excited for what what could come the rest of the season. Talk to us about the third goal. Yeah, Luco picks up the ball, doesn't he, and just drives at them. And at this point, they're just hanging on. They're just praying for the full-time whistle. He drives at them, finds Morsey. Morsey does really well, edge of the box, to keep his shot low through a crowd, doesn't he? It's, it's cleared off the line. I don't, I'm not sure who the player that cleared it off the line was. And Jackson is there, predatory, and, and, and taps it home. Bizarrely, they... It hits him, doesn't it, though? Come on. Off. Well, yeah, but he's in the right place, isn't he? He's there. And Still they, got to react. 
Yeah. Weirdly, they appeal for offside. I don't really know why. They were kind of adamant the guy was offside, but obviously the guys on the line that's blocked it, so that's irrelevant. And yeah, and after the game, didn't you say we had seven or six players in the box for that for that chance? You know, Moz is the shot from the edge of the area, and we've got so many players following up, you know, following in for a, a rebound or, or anything. And it's yeah, it was so good to see. It was a, a really, really well well worked ending to the game and a, a brilliant performance. I know you're, you're saying you're the Grinch, etc., but it is it's it's we just need to enjoy this at this moment. Let's be honest, it feels very different from previous starts to campaigns at this level and that performance yesterday was was absolutely superb yeah um joe anything to add on top of that any any observations from that third goal you want to chip him yeah for the um well every game this season i've backed sam morsey's first goal scorer last goal scorer and anytime goal scorer oh. and just like the bolton game where he had the big chance right at the end and it cost me about 100 quid the same <laughs> happened yesterday the guy clears it off the line and but good good to see caden jackson get his first goal of the season and sort of being johnny on the spot ready to react, knock the ball into the goal. And you want your strikers and your attacking players scoring goals. I think that nearly, nearly other than Ladapo, nearly all of them have scored a goal now, haven't they? John Jules, Chaplin, Harness. Yeah. Yeah. And if, yeah. if, and to be fair to Ladapo, if Jackson doesn't get it, Ladapo stood right behind him, yeah. isn't it? And Good close to Leif it. Davis getting another assist as well would have been yeah. like Janoid Danashian had last Saturday. We'd have had the, our other fullback picking up two assists this Saturday and, this, like I say, these, these fullbacks are playing very high, playing very well and getting goals on the left-hand side. I noticed someone on the comments talking about winning without Wes Burns. Well, last season, Wes Burns missed nine games. And in those nine games, he picked up five points. This season, wow. he's missed two games and picked up six points in the two games yeah. that he's missed the season. So more points ready than what we did when he was missing last year. And yeah, just, just what we need. Yep. Yep, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, oh, do I say this? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Seb Ladapo missed a really easy chance, didn't he? He did. Yeah, not he's easy running chance onto it from Sorry. the left hand. Yeah, let me rephrase the chance. question. He, he, it's 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 the effort. The shot on goal is not as good as it should be. Is kind of my point. Yeah, he doesn't get any conviction behind the shot, does he? He's running in from the left-hand channel. He kind of opens himself up and side-foots it, and it's a it's a tame effort that the keeper kind of, you know, collects. I guess if he's scored a couple of goals so far this season, he really puts his foot through that and breaks the back of the net. But it, it will come. The goal will come for yeah. him. He's a bit unlucky yeah. that John Jules has kind of got the shirt at the moment. Um, but but like you said, if if Jackson doesn't have that 90th-minute tap-in, then is going to tap it in. So, you know, he, he was unlucky there. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's an option off the bench now, and, and John Jules has kind of won the shirt. Do you think? You think that does? Le- I think John Jules keeps his place for Barnsley. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree with seven. That yeah. I think that. But sorry, well, the, I, I, John Jules. Can you drop him after that performance as a as a striker? He's come on. He's he he's, led the line. He scored a goal. He's yeah. led the line. He's he was really involved in the build up. He, I, I don't know touches, but I'd imagine he's had more touches in that game than Ladapo's had in the others. And now John Jules is going to. Should start a couple of games, and Ladapo's got to try and score when he comes off the bench and try and get a, get a go back. But yeah, for me, John Jules starts next week. Yeah. Interesting one. I, I'm interested to get the thoughts for those folk on the who are watching live on the chat. Let us know whether you um, whether you start Ladapo or John Jules next Saturday against against Barnsley. I, 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 my reflection on McKenna's interview post match interviews was the, the decision was was potentially a tactical one given the opposition, and he expected that John Jules sitting in deeper might get on the ball more. And you didn't need a battering ram type forward like Ladapo to upset their back line. Yeah. So interesting debate that one. Um, obviously, yeah. you've, you've he, he also talked about sort of being patient with John Jules and getting him into the team because obviously he signed not late in the window, but late enough that he wasn't there from the very start, and it, it went all the way through. And 
So I think we've got to remember that Tyrese John Jules is an England under 21 international. He's not an England youth international. He's, he's an under 21 international. When you get to that age, that is a serious level. That's not a 19s, 20s. 21s is the best under 21 players in England that aren't in the main squad. And he's played there. He's he's had loan spells where it hasn't quite worked, where he's had good spells on those, but maybe been a bit, not had the durability to play through there. And we've 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 worked through that with him now in sort of getting him ready to go and no I, th- I think he's a player that could come in and start scoring goals and then you you just can't drop him can you if you if you strike a score and you keep him in was that the strategy all along do you think from McKenna is to to bring John Jules in because he's obviously had a yeah, injury for most of last the second half yeah. well, I don't think season. so because we wouldn't be going so strongly after George Hurst if the strategy was to play John Jules there I think George Hurst was there but maybe as a, there's a few bits you sort of well not sort of heard, but it's that one of the reasons maybe that we didn't go as hard for Selena at the end was because John Jules has shown up and really impressed people in training, and he's really given us another option. And I wonder whether that's an, a reason why McKenna's now potentially looking at a different area of the squad. It looks like a lot of people are agreeing with you guys, and also accepting my very general point that McKenna would make a tactical decision there. I just wonder. We'll, we'll deal with this on the pre-match show, obviously, uh, in the next week when we look ahead to Barnsley. And maybe Seb will continue that debate then. And, and spoiler alert, uh, the pre-match show will be going out live on Friday night um, and it will be available in full on YouTube. I know some folk have missed that show going out in full on YouTube. So it will be this week and maybe we'll continue that debate there. But certainly get your thoughts in the chat. A lot of folk agreeing with you guys and, yeah, horses for courses kind of thing as well. Um whilst we're at it um we are going to go do the roundup in a second and talk through all the rest of the league one action um i'll briefly mention itfc women who had a bit of a frustrating afternoon today as well so do get your questions and comments in i've i know that folk have been posting throughout so we will go back but um if you want to get a question into the guys if you want to give your perspective on um anything that happened over the weekend or what's coming up this week ideally itfc related obviously um that would be great and also if you're watching live on youtube do give us a thumbs up um it helps nudge us up the algorithm and if folk are scrolling through their Twitter, their YouTube feed it might recommend them and they can get in, involved as well so um, please do that for us um, we'd really appreciate that as well um, worth noting I do have to um, put this comment up to see the reaction from you guys um, BCS start the striker we signed this week who's I'm that then? there you go <laughs> drama let's do the round up guys and um, whoa, I've got the right league table I hope this week um, I had a bit of a foul up. Well, Sofa Score, I blame Sofa Score. I had a bit of a foul up and I didn't sort the league table by points because who knows that that's the thing you need to do. So we'll put the league table up very um, briefly later because it's a very good thing to read at the moment. But let's talk through the matches. Um, and you guys obviously feel free to pick out something that you spotted or any interesting thoughts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, 
protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Barnsley Wickham, like these teams are so inconsistent at the moment, aren't they? That's a and Seb, you and Ben. I've, had a, about I've, I've had a shocker predictions, predictions this week. Yeah, an absolute mare. I mean, Wickham had lost three on the bounce as well, and they just turned up and it seemed quite quite comfortable. quality goals yeah. in this one, weren't they? Yeah, the quality, the goals are really good quality. We watched the EFL highlights, didn't we? They, a big lob, wasn't it? Yeah, Gate. really good quality goals, and and yeah, I've, I've had an absolute mare. I'm not looking forward to you bringing up that table on Friday night. I'll be honest. Bolton nil, Sheffield Wednesday two. The uh, Sheffield Big Wednesday result. fixtures, blimey! And yeah. Bolton have had some toughies as well. But um, did anyone see that one coming? That's a big well, result. No, I backed Bolton. They seemed like a sort of really getting it together. They sort of since I don't think they'd conceded since we'd scored against them on the open day. Or almost they'd, their defense, their defense has been really good. And then all of a sudden Sheffield Wednesday. But then Sheffield Wednesday are a side packed with quality. And when you look at the division and the sort of the biggest clubs, the biggest spenders. I think us and Sheffield Wednesday are quite a long way ahead of everyone else. So if they get it right, they are going to they are going to win games, aren't they? And they seem to get it right there. Two first half goals and that's sort of over really, wasn't it? A little bit of dysfunction from Bolton's back line, a long old back pass that I think it's Santos, isn't it? And yeah, catches yeah. out Trafford and stuff. But yeah, I, I, no one really called that one. And a lot of people after we played Burton and made them look yeah. pretty good were big on them and Port Vale rock up and have, had a crap start to the season and win 2-0. Burton back to where they were maybe before the week they played us. Um, Charlton won Cambridge one. Golfer Scott Fraser, you can still find him. And, but Charlton had smashed someone at home yeah. in the midweek. Yeah, 5-1 in the week. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? And then you think, oh, they're going to be a strong home team. And then they, but then Cambridge are a side that are capable of playing very well against the best teams in the league, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and Exeter pumped Cheltenham 7 0 in the League Cup a few weeks ago and turn up and, and Cheltenham beat them at home. And Exeter had a pretty decent start, didn't they? So weird. Um, Fleetwood, how many shots did Derby have at Fleetwood, Seb? Can you remember? I can't remember. It was high. 27, though, wasn't it? isn't it? Yeah, 27. In the 20s, yeah. And how many shots did they have against Shrewsbury? Some guy was telling us that when we were walking in, wasn't he? It was over 20 again, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was something ridiculous. They'd, and I don't know if these are long ranges or not, but um, yeah, Derby, it's two nil-nils in a row for Derby. Um, Forest Green, we saw them close up a few weeks ago, Seb, and we thought they'd be all right, but they haven't won since the opening day. And Plymouth have pumped them. Having, and we were talking about Plymouth. Being I, I said Plymouth a, a crap away from team. home. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it shows my level of knowledge. Yeah, I thought Plymouth would. I, th- I think I put it down as a draw. But I said Plymouth were useless away from home, and they yeah they turned up and won that one. So yeah, the league's crazy. Like you say, weird. It's the best it's way weird, to describe isn't it? it. No yeah. logic. M- MK uh, was it two wins in a row or no? It was them. Um, they beat someone midweek, didn't they? Johnson scored twice, didn't they? Bradley Johnson scored twice. Um, only got a point at home to Accrington, which I guess we were disappointed. Oxford and Morecambe, yeah, another point. I think probably we expect Oxford to win that one. But I think Oxford are a team that are looking really... 
when you when you look at the sort of top twelve last year, how far ahead they were of the sort of bottom twelve and Oxford are a team that will get there, but they they they're similar to us in a way when we were under McCarthy in the championship. They signed a lot of players with maybe checkered injury histories, which allows them to sort of punch outside their weight and bring players that they wouldn't otherwise sign. People like Jacob Murphy, Yannick Wiltshire. Wiltshire. Oh, but hello. Both, you both of them have um, injured and are out for, long, I think, quite long-term injuries, and they've, they've just not had a lot of luck with it. And it looks like a season where they're just going to have to... Get, get through the year, regroup and go again next year. And it's, and it's quite early to be saying that, but it looks like that's what it's going to be for Oxford this year. They just don't look right. And we need to pay massive credit to Benjamin. I need to pay massive credit to Benjamin Bloom, predicting exactly right. Peter before Lincoln, nil. And Seb, it's the usual suspect scoring the goals, isn't it? Johnson, Clark, Harrison, Marriott, yeah. Gone back Jack to scoring Eminem, Marriott. Over, yeah, over three goals a game, and yeah, they're going to be right up there. Don't we play them? Is it the penultimate game of the season, or it's certainly in the last few games back in April? That down in April, isn't it? that's going to be a that could well be a, a promotion yes. shootout come the come the end of, of the season. Yeah, they they got back on track. You'll see, they they lost recently, didn't they? They're back on track now, and yeah, with the firepower they've got, they're going to just take teams to, to the cleaners. I reckon. I, I need to pause brief, very briefly. Can you want to talk to us about Jack Eminem Marriott? Joe and do I, is that something we do? I want to ask this question, or should I move? Did on you not see his hairstyle? It's, his hair. it's like yeah. is it the yellow hair, M&M? Yeah. Okay. Not slim shady or anything like that. Okay. No, yeah. no. There you go. Yeah. Um, watch the AFL highlights if you can see Marriott's haircut. If you want an old, like twenty-year-old reference for somebody with bleached hair. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's what we're good for here. We we quoted office every other week. That's something like twenty years old as well, and it's like. Uh, Finishing us off, Pompey three, Bristol Rovers one. Pompey, a um, little bit of a worry. They're doing quite well, aren't they? And um, goals for Piggott, Seb. Yeah, they started really well, haven't they? Piggott scored a penalty, and he had some. He was involved in the build-up play for the third. And yeah, I kind of thought they. I didn't think they would finish in the playoffs this year. I thought they'd be, you know, challenging for sixth or whatever. But they've started really well. Top scorers in the division, aren't they? Is it twelve goals? Top scorers in the uh, in the in the league so far. So it's been a, a really really good start for them. But nice to see Piggott get a goal as well. You know, pleased for him to get to get off the mark in the league. I know he scored in the in the the, the cup, but it's important to get off the in the league. And he, he looked a bit involved. And yeah, with Colby Bishop and Scarlett and and Piggott, I guess they're going to threaten, and they might be more. More of a more of a problem than I thought they were going to be in preseason. They're, they're a basic four four two team. Joey Barton said in the post match that <laughs> they're playing a basic four four two, and while they might get some results, it's not going to get them where they want to go. Oh, okay, well, we'll see you at the end of the season, Joey. Oh yeah, goodness me. Well, yeah, I mean, Bristol Rovers had had a fairly decent start as well, so that's quite a good result for Pompey. Um, let's have a look at the league table. Oh, it's very small, isn't it? Um, what does that say, Ipswich? first is it oh goodness there's a, me there's a lot of green up there isn't there there's a lot of green there isn't there goodness me um i'll take that down straight away because i can hardly see it but um yeah we're top of the league guys do you want to say it you know we haven't really enjoy said it. it enjoy it look we're top of the a, league yeah top of the league it's a great position to be in it, it feels very different to the first two years back down here where we had similar kind of starts and just enjoy it and we'll you know if we keep doing what we're doing at the moment there's no reason we're not going out there because we're playing so so well you know we are we are purring at the moment aren't we if you, if you can't enjoy being top of the league even if it's august there's no point in being a fan is there oh, nothing, don't do nothing's, it. nothing's handed out nothing's handed out in august we're not we're not saying we're going to win the league here but we we, we should be we should be in the top two there's there's no no real excuse to drop down there i say if you get 86 87 points and you end up third or fourth you're unlucky but we we can't be accepting 
77 points and scraping sixth. We've got to be pushing for the title. And we started as we mean to go on. I think after that opening day draw, every, everyone would have taken four wins in a row, three clean sheets in a row. Every, there's a lot of players in the squad getting minutes. We have a sort of a, we've had three away games in that in that five games. And when you look at the when you look at the season, there's certain there's certain bits which will define seasons. And you, you have a few of these free game weeks during the season. And if and if you pick up nine points in these free game weeks, you absolutely fly up the table. And, and we've done it on the very first opportunity we've had to do it. So it's worth mentioning, Joe, that key. we were sat here last week, weren't we? With um, Was it you? It was me, me and Dave. Was it, was it you? We, we were saying there's no reason why we shouldn't be getting max points this week. It feels very weird to say something like that and then it to actually come to fruition, isn't it? And I guess my, my ask of all of you, and you guys can answer this question here but on the chat maybe if you're like me if you're kind of a glass half empty if you if you've been hurt too many times by Ipswich and they're, they're this bitter mistress um tell me how we get out of this psychological funk where we think everything is going to go wrong i i, I want to be able to enjoy it but i i'm not sure i can join in with chance about when well, we surely, get promotion surely the performances you're watching with your own eyes well, i'm joining the games different it is though it's yeah. got substance behind it you know three years ago we were the famous shrewsbury three nil three nil game where ben meets dave in the concourse at half time and says we're not very good we were just reliant on you know players having 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 a couple of better players in the rest of the league and getting us out of jail this time it feels completely different you know joe said earlier teams aren't having shots against us for 40 50 60 minutes you know we're We've had was it what's the, we've had more clean sheets than we've conceded goals now since McKenna came in. You know, it feels so so different, and I think we can legitimately start to get excited because every single week, and we think, I mean, me and Ben discussed maybe a point wouldn't be a bad thing against Shrewsbury on the pre-match show, and you know, we just we utterly dominated from the from the kickoff, and it just feels so so different. And yeah, I know you're not going to get excited, but. I'm starting to. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. And maybe this is one for the chat. Maybe we need to do a bulk booking of some psych, you know, some psych time. I mean, we need to speak to a therapist about how you can enjoy football and not, you know, not worry about stuff. You know, I'm an overthinker. That's my, I'm sure there'll be other, if there are fellow overthinkers out there, let yourself be known and we'll be, we'll do therapy together. We'll sort it out. Um, before we jump into the comments, there's still time to get stuff in there and worth just adding as well. Um, thank you very much to David, um, who has kindly given us a super sticker on the YouTube. Thank you very much, David. Appreciate your continuing support of the podcast. We really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. If you want to do likewise, there are options to that within YouTube. And if you are watching or listening to the podcast later, other options do that. BlueMondayITFC.co.uk is where you can all the details there. But David, thank you once again um, for your support. Thank you so much. And hope everyone else is enjoying it as well. Um, let me briefly talk about ITFC women before we go into the questions from folk. Um, a three nil defeat. The mood down. Yeah, sorry. There you go. Here is here's the Grinch. Um, I mean, mitigating circumstances for ITFC women today. A couple of really serious injuries partway through the first half. Having started really strongly, really um, bright, positive attacking football. A lot of pace down the wings. Um, could have taken the lead and then a really serious ankle injury. It seems to um, Zoe Barrett and then Kyra Robertson um, gets involved. And, and these are kind of 50, 50 robust, but fair challenges. Um, but both players had to be withdrawn and replaced and both have now gone off to hospital as well. So really serious injuries. And that, you know, this is quite a young team still. You know, we, we forget that they've been around 
quite a while and successful you know, since the the cup runs against Man City and so on. But still quite a young team, and the players coming in, the substitutes very young as well, debutant today as well, and Pompey just a little bit more professional and um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit more physical. Um, that was certainly their approach, and um, hits on the counter and scored a few goals at the right time, and then heads dropped. So d- a disappointing start to the season. A good number of people there, 520 odd at the AGL Arena there as well. But time for the team to bounce back straight away. Gillingham at home next week. Do get down there for that one and and give the girls your support. Um, but yeah, obviously a frustrating afternoon. And having made the journey back from uh, North Wales, is it said? Wherever you are, yeah, Wales. Um, it was disappointing to have that four and a half hour drive in with a and win the defeat. But um, there are still plenty of time. The season is very early doors. So that's ITFC win. We're all up to date. Um, let's see what we can dig out from the comments. A lot of people saying hello, which is great. A lot of people liking Kieran McKenna's. Oh, hello. Who's this? David Diamond. Evening, chaps. Watching from deepest Norfolk. Six points as predicted last Sunday. There you go. Certainly better than my one game. Yeah. He's, he's let you down a little bit on the odd predictions, hasn't he? Um, EJ is dying to believe if we're talking about psychology, which is good. Um, a lot of people happy with McKenna. Um, here's Oliver. I know these are quite old, so keep them coming. We'll go through as many as we can. Um, love how McKenna is getting good performances out of whoever he plays. Burgess may still be um, uh, still me off, not a traditional McKenna player, but he's using him and he did well. KVY the same. Thoughts on that one, Joe? I mean, a good coach gets the best out of everyone, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, and he finds a way to hide their weaknesses and sort of show off their strengths. And yep. I think, I don't know, it felt Burgess was in the team just to sort of cover sort of Edmonton needing a rest more than anything yesterday because it wasn't a sort of game where he thought we need a guy that can win his headers and... He, he didn't really have much. Didn't really have a huge amount to do, did he? I thought he, I thought he was sort of noticeable. Who didn't really get in the moved. game? Did he? Seth? No, so no, not at all. I thought it was noticeable how much quicker he moved the ball compared to sort of recent games. He was maybe more comfortable. Maybe players around him wanted the ball off him a bit quicker. But I, yeah, I, I thought he noticeably moved the ball a lot quicker, which is sort of normally my bigger criticism with him. No, involved in the second goal, wasn't he? And didn't put a foot wrong defensively. He had a couple yeah. of big switches, didn't he, on that left foot out to the, the right-hand side where Vincent Young was making a run. He did that a few times, and that was quite a quite a potent kind of weapon that he used here and there. So, yeah, like like Joe said, just, you know, cover for Edmondson, not really need to, given that given that Odu did did nothing kind of physical all game. But, um, but no, I thought he did all right. And then they brought on uh, Bowman as well. He's a big physical striker as well, but he, he, he's returning from injury, wasn't he? So Burgess is is a first goal scorer bet waiting to happen for someone, I'm sure, from a corner. That will happen at some point, I'm sure. So um, when the fun stops, stop. Um, someone mentioned Leaf Davis, and now I can't find the comment. Does anyone want to talk any more about Leaf Davis? We've done that, I think, a little bit, Seb, but... Just superb, just superb yesterday. You know, he's really growing into that role. Um, not the best of debuts against Bolton, but obviously he's been, you know, he, he was in Australia four days previously, etc. So, yeah, uh, yesterday he was brilliant, you know, really, really got in behind and lows down the left-hand side in the second half. Not so much the first half, but the second half. And, yeah, you can tell he's come from a higher higher level. You know, his passing is crisp and with purpose and he whips a good ball in and he's, he's, he's yeah, he's a really good player getting better and better, just like Carl says there. Um, Nick asks a question here I'm going to kind of rephrase it because uh, he's, he's not here maybe he's watching um, and, and we can heart, you know, channel all uh, David Diamond over the internet um, Nick's asked was Shrewsbury better last season or I'll add the second bit or were Ipswich better um, what would you say guys we're, 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 def- we're definitely better aren't we 
definitely yeah. a lot better. We're a lot more balanced with what with what we're trying to do with and sort of having having to be able to attack on both sides like we have, which wasn't really the case last year. And but like I say, Shrewsbury are a decent side. They just sounded like they sort of ran out of puff a bit yesterday. And they sort of went behind and knew they weren't going to get back into the game. They've only scored twice a season, but then they'd only conceded twice as well. And Steve Cottrell was a good manager, good experienced manager, knows how to set a team up. He's he's sort of really overperformed since he's been at Shrewsbury from the start. And I know he's had his sort of COVID issue, but he's 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 done a really good job there. And to go, to go there and comfortably beat one of his teams is is a is a big sort of feather in our cap. And we did that. But like I said, there was the mitigating circumstances that they had eleven players that played ninety five minutes against Derby midweek. We were able to take players off against Burton, change five of them, change five again yesterday to yeah. to, to get it moving. But no, no, it's a. Uh, I don't think they're any worse. I just think we're a lot better, and we've we've now got that that sort of people people know that we're just not going to concede chances. When you go behind, it's going to be very very difficult to get back in the game, and not just that. When you try and push on, we can hurt you a lot more now. Uh, Steve Cotter's assessment on on us and the game yesterday was very succinct and very good. I recommend watching that. Let me re let me re ask the question, and I'll let Seb have a go at getting the right answer. Um, I, it's probably me asking the question wrong. Were Shrewsbury worse than last season or were we better than last season, Seb? To appease everybody, it's a bit of both. Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, Gary's noticed something. Um, uh, do you notice that on both Tuesday and on Saturday, we attacked our own fans in the second half? Um, is that a coincidence, guys, or is that a construct of uh, usually the hardcore support is behind the goal and therefore isn't it more that the home team wants to shoot towards their hardcore fans in the second half less than something about us. I think Gary's kind of mentioned winning an exceeding high amount of coin tosses. Is there anything did, did in we, that? Did we change ends? No. Because unless we change ends, then no. Yeah. I, we, haven't, we haven't tried I think that's. There. I think that's generally standard, Gary, I, but it's an interesting observation nevertheless. I always hate it as a North Stand season to go to win teams flip us the wrong way around. So I, I don't know why more teams don't yeah. flip teams around. Like when you go and play Liverpool at Anfield, why don't you just flip them around so they don't play in front of the cot the second yeah. half? But it, it seems like it just doesn't ever really happen. Yeah. I, maybe it's a gentleman's agreement thing. I'm not sure, but it does feel like a big missed opportunity to... I, 46 minutes isn't to shithouse someone, I can say that. Um, a lot of people talking about the... the Tyrese John Jewell stuff continues. We obviously put some of those comments up. Um, your thoughts here, A, um, A, A, Fonzie. Um, Ladapo lacks belief. Would you agree with that point, Seb? Well, we had the one against MK, didn't we? we he, he ran and he created himself running on his left foot and got a shot off without really any conviction. And same again when he had the chance late on against um, uh, on the weekend against Shrewsbury. I just think that John Jules, you know, I think he deserves to keep his, his place after the performance. You can't drop him after that kind of performance. Ladapo will score goals and he is crucial to the way we play. I think he might have to be a bit patient for a few games now. Yeah. A lot of people now chatting about the Pizza Cup. Nick is back and talking about Pizza Cup. Good to try out some players. Um, Charlie D's mentioned balling. Keo need to slot in some point you're talking about Ladapo in there as well said so what, what Northampton is next Tuesday sorry week after next Tuesday isn't it yeah what are you saying about that um, and and who's getting in there well, it'd be great if ball was fit wouldn't it yeah I mean rotate and eat it, but even with the players that we'll be bringing in we should be looking to you know swap teams aside you know ball will come in um uh, Lee will come in at left back you know the, the players we will bring in should be comfortably good enough to to give Northampton a, a, a pretty a, a, it should be quite a comfortable night we should win that one quite comfortably I wouldn't look to play the kind of the first teamers in that competition till you're at the 
the quarters or the semis if we were to get there. And even then, I wouldn't throw, you know, I wouldn't suddenly change it to the team that started against Shrewsbury. I might dip a few in depending on, you know, who we're playing against, um, but very much use it as a, as a chance to rotate and get minutes to players who deserve minutes. You know, the likes of Jackson might well start and those kind of players do deserve minutes. They've got to keep fit. They've got to, you know, show, they've got to be rewarded for the, the good appearances off the bench and stuff. So I think I would definitely use it for, for some rotation, some heavy rotation. Joe, as the, um, the custodian of the ICFC Academy Twitter account, is there anyone that you want to see get minutes from the younger, apart from rotation of the first team senior players, anyone you want to see given a really couple minutes? really Cameron Humphreys, isn't it? Humphreys. Who's, who's going to be... Because you can make 11 changes and you're still putting expensive senior players in there, really, aren't you? There's, there's Like I say, you, you look through the team and obviously Darba's now gone out on loan mm. there, so he'd have been the other one, but the sort of back three you can bring in Burgess Vincent Young and Keogh as a back three you can put Edwards on the right side Lee on the left side Ball and Humphreys or Harper in the middle up front it's Aluko Ladapo it's, it's, there's a team there already isn't there yeah there is and uh, we haven't mentioned Edwards he, he um, came on yesterday didn't he and Saturday seven. Yeah, John just put it in there, sort of Tawanda Chirera, who's yeah. one who's scored goals for fun for the under 23s. He started off the season by scoring in the opener last week. There, really good goal as well, and nearly scored a carbon copy five minutes later after that as well. And I think there is a, I think there's interest from West Ham in him, as I've sort of seen noted. And he's a player that's we took the option up on his contract, and he's one that we need to maybe try and work out what we can get out of him and try and get him tied down to a deal. And I think that the only way we're going to do that is to try and start involving him in the first team. And if he's scoring goals like he does with the under-23s, you deserve a chance. Did a little bit of your soul die seeing Liam Gibbs start for Norwich on Friday night, Joe? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a mistake. The club's made a mistake there, and you just have to hope that the Tyree Simpson isn't a mistake as well, because these are promising That's, players, and the yeah. club our size cannot afford to keep getting it wrong on those players, because Liam Gibbs now is starting for what is, I know they're not at that point in the season, but they're a top-end championship side. They will finish in the top six, seven, eight, hopefully seven or eight rather than six, but he's, he's starting for them, and their fans are thinking he's great he's playing a really important role for them and this was a player that we couldn't even sort of give guarantees it'd be in our first team squad for what became a mid-table league one side last year and he's now a top-end championship team yeah and simpson's off to huddersfield as well so failing upwards or not you know mm. maybe we're maybe we're underestimating them aren't we um let's move it on um stubbsy asked this one Seb. do you think any team that finishes above tan and sheffield wednesday will be promoted I would think so. Yeah, surely, like Joe said earlier, with the budgets that we have and they have, you know, we're going to be the the top two or three. I guess Peterborough, I think, will be the biggest threat to to the two of us in terms of the the automatic places. But yeah, if you finish ahead of us on Sheffield Wednesday, you've got to be thinking you've won the league, haven't you? And continuing to test your optimism and um, you know your your glass half fullness as compared to my emptiness, empty my my empty soul. Um, Chris Rand asks, dare I say, three winnable games coming up. Dan Connors, um, what are, what's a good points total for the next five fixtures? Let me read you out the next five and you can give us your thoughts on those. Um, we've got Barnsley, obviously, at the weekend. Win. And then, okay, we'll do them as we go. Uh, we'll ignore the Pizza Cup. Accrington away. Win. Cambridge at home. Win. Bristol Rovers home. Win. Win. There you go. And, and then that, you're into Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win. So you win, win. You, win, win. you win those <laughs> games and then you set yourself up nicely for those two away trips back-to-back on weekends, don't you? Well, like I say, if, it, a bit of a buffer if you can get 10 points every five games, then you'll, you'll get promoted. And we've got, what, 
three home games in there. Well, you've got to be looking to win. You've got to be looking to win all your home games, don't you? And yeah, you might slip up there. You might drop points here. Accrington away is always a place we've struggled. So maybe that's one where you slip up a little bit there. But you've just got to make sure when you slip up, you slip up into a draw, not a defeat. Yep. Yep. Good for you guys. I, I'm, I'm glad that I, you answered that question, not me. Um, Michael, uh, mate down under, um, transfer windows shut soon. Do you think any players may move on? Penny's surely got a go, isn't he? There's a few, isn't it? When, when, like, I, I sort of put a team together earlier today. And when you look at the players that aren't even getting on the bench at the moment, and it's going to be, if everyone's fit, let me just try and find it. Oh, God, this is, this is great podcasting. But um, you, you're going to have Harper, Edwards, um, Humphreys, um, Penny. obviously Penny these players aren't... might want to go and play games you know? yeah these, these players aren't even getting on the bench there's, there's sort of seven eight good senior players that aren't even going to be in the match day squad and that's like I say you, you just can't keep a squad that size happy are you? you're going to need to, I really think you're going to need to lose at least three of them you're going to need to get three of them out of here and who those three are maybe depends on where you get interest from but you, we, can't, we, we don't really want to carry too many players into the season I think I agreed. Although we, the rotation and the subs rule is is kind of working for us, but there are still kind of yeah some players there that won't be getting involved, and you know it's only human for them to be a bit pissed off, isn't it? So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, and obviously, so hopefully, hopefully some incomings, but maybe the pressure is off a little bit compared to maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, Robert's asking about the shirt behind Seb. Um, and where it needs to tell us where Lake Balaton is, but it's it's your lighting, isn't it? Said rather it's crap than... lighting, yeah. It's the home shirt with rubbish lighting on it. Nothing fancy, I'm afraid. Nothing, nothing special. Somebody said it was like an Inter Milan shirt a few weeks ago. I think the lighting was slightly different, and it looked like it had stripes running down it. But it is merely the home shirt with some rubbish kitchen lighting. Charlie's given me some really good advice here. Dwelling on the past will never lead to success. There's no way any player in that squad is saying, God, do you remember this time last year? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I need to speak to, is it Rob Fincher? Who's the yellow shoes guy? Who's Craig's mate? Maybe, yeah. I need to, maybe we need to get him on the pod or need, maybe I need to do a one-to-one session with him because you, he's you obviously... You need to believe in hope, Richard. I need, I need to do a Ted Lasso, don't I? Ted I Lasso, believe. Believe, yeah. believe yeah. in believe. Well, get, I'm going to get a believe sign by me for the next show. That'll happen. Um, oh, Nick, I'm not going to put that one up there. I know, I, I, I feel you though. Don't worry about that. Oh, Christopher, oh man, I've these comments. People are just laying traps everywhere. I'm, I'm Admiral, Admiral Akbar. I'm not having this. Um, oh, what have we got here? There you go. A lot of respect for Shrewsbury before how respectful and complimentary they were. Yeah, refreshing to hear a team and fan base be honest about us when we beat them. Too many teams do not do that, says John. And yeah, Salop Cast, our friends at Salop Cast were very complimentary, weren't they, Seb? Yeah, they were. So they thought they were playing the champion stadium. We had a chat with a few people on the walk to the ground and the walk back afterwards. And they said, you know, we played Derby on Tuesday night, but you were worlds ahead of them. You know, they like to pass the ball around, but didn't really threaten. And they just said, we looked so organized, so professional, so physical, so fit. And they were really, really complimentary. And they were, yeah, really, 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 really nice after the game, weren't they? Yep. Although the... There was a little collection of people who were maybe, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not so nice about us. Um, I'll, I'll finish off a few more. Uh, we will um, got a few things to plug. We'll then look ahead for the week um, and give you a heads up of all the bits and pieces we're doing. Um, but so if you want to shout out, if you want to give us a prediction for Barnsley as well, or if you want to give us a prediction for the points tally for the next five, maximum of 15 available there. We want to hear that from you. I'll just do a little last few 
um, from the comments before I um, do some housekeeping bits. Um, Adam, I've got to put this up because you posted it. He's watching from the bar, so um, don't be thinking about that, guys. Um, Chris is happy with 10 points for the next five games. I mean, it's promotion form, isn't it? Two points. Dan's provided me Kevin. Is it Kevin Mincher? Doesn't sound right, is it? Is it Mincher? I think, is, I think that is right. Is it? Okay. We'll get him on. And Lake Balaton, hopefully my pronunciation is correct, is in Hungary. Thanks, Robert, for we that. We could know that because Robert is in the Telegram group and he is. watching the game for Budapest, but I, I couldn't work out whether he was watching it from Budapest or Budapest. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, and thank you to all the Telegram folks who are out there. We we see you. We appreciate you. Um, who wants to... Who wants, whose turn is it to big up Telegram? Joe, tell us about how brilliant, brilliant Telegram is. Just join it. Just like, do it. Just do it. Get in hey. there. We have a great, we have a great in chat in there. Great match day chat for those who couldn't get to all the away games like me yesterday. So it's just, it's just really good. Videos of the goals popping around there as well when they're going in for people screaming. Linked to from Twitter, not posted directly. Yeah, linked to from Twitter. Are, yeah. are we allowed... To, do I follow police are <laughs> encrypted chats? Stop talking. Muting fares, muting fares, muting fares. Well, Josh, you're off the fight last night. Take the mic off him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of different, yeah, some unrest on the Telegram group. Yeah, two two weeks on us um, and then um, subscription thereafter. But a lot of folk have stuck around. We're really grateful for that. And we're really loving that and enjoying that and hope you are too. Um, even if um, someone has to keep a, make sure that maintain some order and some admin in there. Um, Worth mentioning as well, if you are watching this live um, and you want to support the pod, um, but want something in return, which is totally understandable, um, our free shipping promo code on the merch store ends tonight. So do get involved in that. And otherwise, if you just want some Blue Monday merch and don't mind paying for postage, um, that is always available to you there on the website. BlueMondayITFC.co.uk is where you need to go for that. Finally, we don't really do this kind of stuff but so we'll kind of put this out there and if you feel motivated to do it if you've been you enjoy what we do then we'd appreciate this um the football content awards the fcas are coming around again um and we would be super grateful if folk wanted to nominate us for the best podcast for football league and we tweeted about it end of last week if you go searching for our twitter at blue monday to see if you can find the details there otherwise we'll retweet it there um but footballcontentawards.com slash voting you can find us there and you can also support our friends at TWTD. You can support Ben and his content, maybe our mate Gab as well. Um, and you can vote multiple times, I think. So why not um, give Kings of Anglia and Naked Footy a, a vote as well or, or anyone else that you enjoy, um, Ipswich Town or EFL or anyone else related. But yeah, um, if you feel like you want to do that, we'd very much appreciate it. Thank you very much for anyone who's done that so far. Um, I think I've done all the bits and pieces of business, usual shows this week, hopefully a midweek Q&A coming up. But we'll be back for the pre-match. We mentioned Barnsley. Um, We'll be doing that live on Friday night and then flagship back as usual on Sunday, 8 p.m. live. Do get involved in that. I think that's everything, guys, in terms of housekeeping. So do we, let's look ahead to Barnsley, the James Norwood derby and Luke, the return of Luke Thomas as well. Excited, Joe? Yeah, great. I'm just looking forward to get back to Portman Road to see a yes. top, of the, top of the table side at Portman Road and it, and it be us for once. Yep. Seb, you will be listening, I assume. I'll be listening, yeah, uh, from Budapest. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. That'll be a, uh, a, a decent... They're very inconsistent, so it should be a good game. We've got to deal with, obviously, the return of Mr. Norwood, but um, there's no reason we can't really finish the month off in, in scintillating style, get a win under our belts, and then what an amazing August it will have been. It's not a big yep. deal, is it, Norwood? It's, it's, like I say, he'll come. He might he'll come on. He, I don't right. think he'll start. He'll come on, but I think we'll have to... I think yeah, we've moved. Some S-housery. 
we've moved on a little bit as well, haven't we? So yeah, more of that on the pre-match. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's, I think that'll do. We've done very well. Um, last um, chance for comments before we say goodbye. We've got some predictions. We've got a, a one all from David, who's then gone for 10 points for the 15 games. We've got a four nil from Christopher. I've got a two nil from Stubbsy. Um, thank you, John, for supporting the Telegram group. Um, Norwood to score, says Michael, and gets sent off. But we win 3-1. That'll be interesting, won't it? 4-2. Yeah, you've got to, got to go for the 4-2, haven't you? Um, against Barnsley, that good old prediction. Um, David, I saw that. If you email Blue Monday at... Uh, is it Blue Monday? ITFC at gmail.com. Let me just double-check that for you. Um, we will send you a mug because we said we would do that anyway. And you've been very, um, very supportive of the pod. So yeah, if you email blue Monday, ITFC at gmail.com, I think that's the right one or just tweet us and we'll find you and we'll make sure that happens. We'll get something posted out to you. Um, Charlie, thank you for the vote. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday. Can you say happy birthday to, to Michael, please? Guys? Is it his birthday today? It, now? Because yeah. he's on the other side of the world. Yeah. So yeah is it Australia? Right, is it yeah. Australia birthday or a UK birthday? Do we need Michael? to wish him happy birthday tomorrow on the 22nd or the 21st? Yeah, but happy birthday yeah. for whenever it is, Michael. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Michael, for joining us on your birthday. There you go. The comments are coming in. Good stuff as always. Um, Joe, say goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Seb, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. And I'll see you next week. We're top of the league. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.